This podcast is recorded in a house with animals. I expect Sergey the cat will be up anytime to just maul me <laughs> or love the microphone or something. The other thing to mention is that we swear a lot. It's true. And so we mark the podcast explicit. There's not any content that would be considered naughty or of an adult nature, but because we swear a lot, we have to set it to explicit. Really sorry about that. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 117, and I'm feeling good. Woo! It's been a good couple days. Yes, you did amazing. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we didn't really talk about it because you were wore out and hiding last week. Yes. Uh, But in the last 10 days, we've uh, retrieved six more chickens from someone who is no longer able to keep them and integrated them into the flock. Uh, I finished uh, writing a presentation that I I did most of, I did all the slides and the actual presentation part of it. And uh, Cassandra Kaw, who's been on the show before, did all of the notes and the outlining. I just put up like, a, I think here are the three topics we want to cover. And then when I came back, she had just filled it in. So I've got this massive outline on storytelling and the history of storytelling that I then had to condense down into slides, <laughs> uh, which was pretty cool. And I, I am told that uh, you had a standing room only crowd for your presentation. We had people outside in the hall trying to get in. I actually had to tell people in in trying to get in, I was like 15 minutes early, make sure everything's up and working. And then I, you know, go to the bathroom, take care of that last minute jitter or nerve or whatever. And I literally had to sort of start worming my way through going, excuse me, excuse me. I'm the presenter. You have to let me in. <laughs> it was uh, astounding. And I hope. I am not astounded. Well, I, yeah. I knew you were both brilliant. Yeah. we uh, Cassandra was amazing. And for an unrehearsed talk, we were just sort of giving. It went really, really well. I have, hopefully I have audio. I know everybody's out there going, well, can we hear it? Can we see it? So hopefully I have audio on my little recorder that was sitting on the podium right in front of us. And if it came out good, I'm going to map the audio to the actual slides and post those. The slides themselves will be available through all things open in any case, Uh, but because my presentation style is I tend to put the high points on the slide and then we talk through the details and the examples and things like that. Uh, It's a trick to keep your audience engaged. Well, yeah, because if they could just read the slide, why wouldn't they? Why do you need to be there kind of thing? Right. If, If you've put a novel on the slide that is word for word what you're saying to them, you're going to lose the audience very, very quickly. Yes. So... Hopefully, uh, I can get that done in a reasonable amount of time and get that off to the All Things Open people because they're like, please send us your slides so we can post them. And if I can send the audio track with it, that's even better. Awesome sauce. Uh, Other than that, I also did a demo at uh, my company's booth. Again, completely unrehearsed, never demoed the product before, but... I just went through all the cool features and we're showing people some of the cool things you can do with it. And that seemed to really resonate, which I think is the big thing. So I'm really happy about that. 
I think everything went well. And of course, for me, uh, it was their seventh year and uh, I still have perfect attendance. Uh, the uh, person who, who runs it, Todd, like actually called out a couple of us going, I, I, you know, I know I'm going to see you every year, Kevin. And, <laughs> and there's, you know, Jason who helps every year and, and, and Jim Salter, who I'm going to try and get on the show someday. Um, and it's, it's, it's such a, it's, it's, even though I only see some of these people with this event at like one or two other events a year, it's, it, there's a family feeling about it. Um, especially with, uh, well, with Todd and, uh, uh, Jim, like I said, and uh, several other people. And I was running into people who I hadn't seen in years. A couple people like were like, oh, I, I saw the name. And I'm like, is it? And there's only the one. <laughs> um, and so I had some people that I had never, I hadn't seen in, you know, 20 years. Just stop by to say hi and how you doing. It was pretty nifty. That's awesome. I, I love this show for that. And then your week... Did not go spectacular. Uh, my week could have been a lot better. It's uh, <laughs> it's been basically a rolling series of crises. Just uh, uh, having a whole bunch of house guests is stressful, even if you love them all. Yeah, and so that was kind of I, I was an in introvert hell, but also you feel guilty if you're like I need to go away and not talk to any of you people because. I love them all, and I don't want them to feel like they have, you know, <laughs> driven me to madness or anything. But, uh, so, uh, and then everyone cleared out. It, it was it was great to see everyone. I'm, I'm glad they were here. Lovely. And I sat down to write, opened my laptop, <laughs> and discovered Wells Fargo informing me that my main checking account was now in overdraft for $20,000. Yeah. Which, um, it, it was fine. The tax thing landed and the amount that was supposed to cover the taxes got put in the wrong account. It was completely me being a dumbass, but... On another very stressful day. Yes, uh, but uh, that is a rather shocking thing to, to have in one's email. <laughs> and yeah. I basically uh, vaulted out of the... Of the coffee shop said, "Ducky, put this, put this coffee in a to-go cup. I gotta go." I drove to the bank, threw myself on the mercy of the banker, and because I caught it so quickly before end of business, they were able to reshuffle everything so that I am not being, you know, overdrafted. The the everything, the proper account, moved the money over. But that is still that is quite a number to see, and yeah, I mean, for a big tax bill, it's. It, but yeah, wow, that I didn't even know things could overdraft like that. But uh, so, well, when the federal government says, "Please give us this money," uh, yeah, they, they they just sort of yeah, yeah. So they had basically maxed out my credit card for it and mm -hmm. pulled off uh, uh, another account that had been linked as a backup and and nuked it, and then we're like, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, so it was going to be a real bad day if I hadn't <laughs> caught it, and but I did. They he he you know got on a real nice young dude who oh, yeah. I, who was the same guy I I had talked to the last, when I had to uh, set up all the transfers mm -hmm. and I basically just led with so I'm a dumbass and. Uh, <laughs> 
frequently, if you are good natured and admit you're an idiot and you get someone who is not having a bad day or inclined to hate you for whatever reason, uh, they can, they can make things happen. So I got that sorted and then I was just like, (laughs) the adrenaline dump on something like that is pretty exciting. Pretty intense. Yeah. I, I went home and, and was a limp dish rag and, and then had to finish edits on a thing. Oh. Uh, on deadline, hand those off and, uh, then I've been uh, uh, quietly playing a game where you go around trying to find Morel mushrooms in the woods. Yeah, what is the name of that game? I, it's I know. called Morel's The Hunt, and it's not like a particularly good game. It's it's super <laughs> su- like they they went for extreme uh, like. It, it it is it is not well put together in a lot of regards, but it's. And they need to spell check a couple of their their menus, but you wander around and you try to find more all mushrooms. And when you get enough, and for every one, you get points. And when you get enough points, it, you can you know buy things to make looking for more elves easier, like tick remover and bug spray <laughs> and uh, poison ivy cream. And you can upgrade your camera to take pictures of wildlife. Yes, and. Uh, it's it's just about the speed I'm at right now. <laughs> so uh, I, I believe when you saw the description for this game on the pre-order page, uh, yeah, I was just like, you know, if they wanted my twenty bucks that bad, they could have just called me. <laughs> like it was just, yeah, I'm I'm looking at it going, this this is a game designed specifically for you. Yeah, and and honestly, for having been designed for one person uh really the production quality is quite high it's um it's exactly matched to my laptop's abilities and, now is it is it a green light game so it's sort of like a uh still in development no no it's oh. it's released it's uh it's a lot like one of those you know big game hunting thing games only okay. you're going and picking more else you're not shooting elk or whatever <laughs> And it's it's way it uses way too much processor for what it's doing and has a lot of other flaws, but yet the music is sort of happy, twangy, and you wander around. <laughs> so so mushrooms. is this an overall positive review or sort of a, a middle of the road review or is it I pick it up on sale if you like uh okay. mushroom picking simulators. It's not worth <laughs> paying full price for unless, you know, the developers did specifically make the game for you. <laughs> so, right? Yes. I don't know what the dogs are doing. We warned you about animals. Puppy dogs. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, yes, that, yeah. that has been... Uh, and I am hoping that the rest of the week will go okay mm-hmm. and that my credit cards will start working again tomorrow because, like, my <laughs> debit card is also, you know... Like, everything is turned off right now. Well, until... everything has a, has a massive hold on it. Because, right. Uh, so uh, I don't know if they work or not now, and I have to go out to breakfast with my dad tomorrow. So, uh there's been a lot. It's been a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, that's, that's four or five people in the house and mm-hmm. and uh, and the bank. So, yeah. Exciting. Exciting. So, here's hoping you can have a, a more productive week. Yes, yes. I, I was all settled in to get stuff done today and then... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just sort of went sideways. 
Well, honestly, nothing I was going to write was as important as getting that dealt with. <laughs> <laughs> so. And I still have the I have all of all of the paperwork. I get to start looking at the FAFSA forms now. Oh, so I have my own pain to go through. Yes, but it's all all aimed at the same place in the end, and that's you know uh, getting Jake into college and hopefully financial aid. Yes, so, yes, yeah. All right. So this week we have a letter show. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, well, well, you know what? We'll do it right after this. So I've got letters. Let's letter it up letter style. All right. So I have a letter from Dino, and it was titled Successful Celebration of Success. We should probably say friend of the show, Friend Dino. of the show, Dino, yes. yes. Um, and uh, his boyfriend sorted out a game design thing he was working on, and he'd come to him in a, in a happy time, right? I'm going to go deal with the dog. Yeah, you do that. Um, so uh, just going into it, uh, Dino, he completed the damn thing, got a nice paycheck for it, and then want, and they want more. Yahoo. What does Kevin always teach us? How to celebrate your successes. Or how do you celebrate your successes? In this case, I decided to take the initiative and offer to help him celebrate. We're both fine and can make ends meet, but basically all the things... Um, Blu-ray player, Fire Stick, final buyout of my phone's lease, which was like 250 bucks. Oh, that hurts. All, all took a giant dump on me, so going out for dinner is off the table at the moment. However, I can cook. So I offered to make him dinner and finalize it with chocolate cake. He loves my cooking anyway, so it won't be an issue. He's now excited and coming over on Sunday, which I th this was a couple weeks ago when the letter came in, to make good on my offer. Honestly, it would never have occurred to me to mark the completion of a project with a celebration, but it hella makes sense. You've worked hard. You did the damn thing. Now go out and share that sense of pride and happiness so that everyone can enjoy it. Thanks so much for being that calm, patient voice of reason. Love to all. Dino. So uh, it's it's nice to, to hear about people actually, you know, celebrating their successes uh, and remembering to celebrate their successes. One of the big things that everyone talks about. Often when I ask that question, how do you celebrate your successes? Well, I don't really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. The, the, the successful work gets you more, more work. work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, our next letter is from Kerr. I think that's how you say it. And it was a comment uh, posted uh, last month on episode 57, uh, Corey Large's first interview with us. Um, I am not even trying for inbox zero. Love the concept. Know that if I file work-related things instead of labeling and leaving it in inbox until sorted, I will not go find it to do do it later. I am right there with you, Kier. Yep. Or uh, yeah, I can't put things into to-do boxes because once they are not in front of me, they might as well be in a locked strong box in the <laughs> Mariana's Trench. Yeah. 
I am making an effort to delete fluff often, however, so only the cool stuff, interesting work remains, and pre-filing newsletters and every couple months deleting them all. There's a lot of interesting stuff, though. And then there's the parent that likes to send me political stuff. It's not bad, I just don't have her time. I sleep sometimes. So, and that's that's actually a common thing. That's often why people do aren't big on inbox zero is because if I put it away, uh, I'm not going to remember it. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I like about Gmail or Google mail is you can just type in a uh, search is colon unread and it'll bring up all the things you haven't read yet that aren't spam or trash. So that's one of the ways I do it. I have rules to pre-filter things so that my inbox is the important stuff. And then between SaneBox and some filter rules specific to mailing lists, I can keep, at least my inbox reasonably clean. And yeah, I've been bad and have to do items in there too. I'm so. I'm at the point where I would have to do so much work to claw out of the hole in order to set up <laughs> rules like that. Like like the whole unread thing. Okay, I would get 200 message invites. Is everybody going to lunch today that I just deleted and fought that, you know, I just hit delete or whatever but which are probably still an important and yeah yeah i'm still looking for a way to turn off that whole important flag it drives me crazy yeah uh um, well but the thing is i kind of like it because mm -hmm. every now and again i'll delete something and then i will find it again and important when i realize i needed it so uh, yeah the system works it's just inelegant which i realize to an engineer is means the system doesn't work no actually if the system works for you even if it's inelegant, the important thing, the system works. My And as I've seen over the last two years, everybody's system is a little bit different. And so if your system works for you, even though it gives me hives to look at your email <laughs> inbox, that's okay. Because it's what works for you. It's not you have to do this thing that is, you know, and this is the one true way. We've, we've learned there's no one true way to do things. That was a hard-fought oh, yeah. epiphany for you, wasn't it, dear? It was. It was, but it was. It's been. It, it was probably one of the Gesundheit dog, one of the most uh, valuable ones. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's see from Sarah uh, about the ADD forms. Mm -hmm. um, I don't recommend doing this, but if you manage to lose them before your appointment, the doctor will sigh, make you fill out the forms there at the office, and add this to the list of reasons you probably have ADD. Oh, God, I wish I could do that, but I have to fill out the forms before they'll give me an appointment. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. It's no, I, I would have those, I, those forms would have exploded <laughs> if, if I thought that would have, you know, done it, but no. I'm very sorry. They fell into the chicken enclosure and they got pecked to death. My dog ate them. Which, no, really. My dog. Yeah. No, really. Yeah. yeah about our dog. Um, this was an interesting one that I, I forwarded this one to you when I got it. Uh, Savannah sent me a note. Uh, hi, Kevin and Ursula. I recently learned about conservation burial when I fell down an internet hole into Caitlin Doherty's YouTube channel. I know you both probably already know about it, but it sounds like Ursula's jam, so I wanted to make sure. I just love the idea of my body helping to nourish and protect an area after I've already bitten it. Uh, yeah, this is a thing that um, uh, green burials are not necessarily new, but there are uh, variations on them where you uh, your particular chunk of hallowed ground is basically 
now a conservation site because they can't dig you up. Right. And uh, frequently you can get like uh, uh, request certain things planted. Uh, to my moderate despair, the person doing the radio interview I was listening to about it said they wanted Japanese honeysuckle planted on their grave, and then I ran screaming into the night. <laughs> so I don't know how the show ended. But uh, yeah, I. Yeah, no. <laughs> You know, Whatever if, works. <laughs> if they're in the Pacific Northwest, Japanese honeysuckle is a very small plant. Yeah, compared to, you know, if you're in the Pacific Northwest, I think the equivalent would be something like um, having Himalayan blackberry planted yeah. on your grave. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but still, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great idea and it's a way to sort of uh, plan ahead. To... And if you don't think I would pull up Japanese honeysuckle just because it was wrapped around a headstone, let me tell you, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> God forbid someone wants to put up one of the uh, the uh, mimosa trees. Oh, God, fucking mimosa trees. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway, carry yeah. on. <laughs> um, let's see, from Jenna. Hi, Kevin, Ursula, teenage test subject, hounds, cats, and chickens. They're talking to you, hound. Yes. I bullet journaled. I've used this system since the end of 2014 when I found it through a Lifehacker article. Oh, I remember that article, yeah. It's gotten me through two degrees so far and most of the way to my PhD. Wow. Uh, it has actually saved my grades due to an error in an online quiz system for a class. The grade for one of my quizzes hadn't been recorded. When the professor emailed me, I was able to look up the exact date I did it. It was written down and checked off three times, and she fixed the problem. Oh, awesome. That's Go you. That's really good, yeah. I have consistently used whatever notebook I had sitting around at the time whenever I ran out of pages. In the spring of this year, I got a scribe, Scribbles That Matter. It's dot grid and the pages are numbered, which is a feature I previously underestimated the value of. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sold on numbered pages for things like that, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about getting a Dingbats A5 when I finish this one because it's high quality and has a vegan cover. Save the environment, save the world, people. I'm not totally sold on the dingbats, though. I was wondering if you or any of the other listeners had some affordable notebook recommendations from ethical companies. Uh, Congrats on the Twisted Ones, Ursula, and thanks oh. for the inspiration to keep my own beautiful rut going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I am proud of it. Uh, I don't actually know. Um, I assume this is a, a faux leather cover. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, vegan leather, so it's a vegetable yeah. leather, yeah. Um. I I do not know enough about it to say how uh, whether most fake leathers wind up being vegan or not. Uh, so or whether it's a marketing gimmick or a um, uh, a really cool thing. The, the, I will admit ignorance. I yeah. don't know enough about it. No. Uh, that said, if you can, um, a lot of you know cardboard and mm -hmm. hard press covers. Are also presumably going to be vegan. Uh, <laughs> presumably, but, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know, man. You find uh, you find stuff in weird places. Yeah, one of the things uh, you might want to look for. I don't know if if Dingbats does this. I, I haven't had a chance to look at them yet, but I will be when I link them to this episode. Uh, I know there are companies out there who are making notebooks out of recycled paper. Yes, it ends up a little more durable. Or, uh, you know, it's it's a little thicker and it doesn't come out. It's not like this nice, clean, white sheet of tool paper I have here. It's, it's usually not a bright white. Yeah. Although I'm not always sure if the if that is because they don't bleach the paper or uh, if they don't bleach the paper because it's of the recycling process or whether they do that so you think it looks more eco-friendly. 
because I I I, I, I well, suspect the, that sometimes they leave the papers uh, like I know a lot of the brown papers mm, are mm. Uh, deliberately left brown so that people think of them as more like uh, uh, eco friendly brown. Yeah. Because of our perception. So, and again, this is marketing. I don't, you know, specifically but know. I, I will admit, uh, the one company that did the recycled paper, toilet paper, which we're never buying again. Oh, God. Theirs was white. So they had bleached it. Yes. Because you don't want to be wiping your butt with that recycled brown paper bag color toilet paper. That that just feels wrong somehow. Uh, speaking of things that felt wrong somehow. <laughs> yes. Um... I I really want to save the world, people, but it turns out it is easier to save the world if you can sit down occasionally, and continued use of this toilet paper would have been detrimental to my ability to sit. Yeah, it or, was a... Yeah. Uh, it was a thing. I... Mm, yes. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> moving on. Moving on, the... I'm sure there are ethical companies producing notebooks. Um, what were those shoes you bought that came with the little tiny, like, post-it note those booklet? M- were those earth shoes? Those, I think those were earth shoes. And uh, and I st- and again, this is one of those things where there's so many thing- people who are trying to get in on ethical and yeah. earth-friendly as a branding that you never quite know who's awesome and who isn't, mm-hmm. unless you do the research. Um, I wish that I knew off the top of my head, but yeah. I think it was Earth Shoes. Uh, and, I mean, if Dr. Bronner's made a notebook, it would probably be amazing. There just wouldn't be any space for you to write in it. Yes, because you would be tiny and cramped <laughs> with all one, all one. <laughs> We love our Dr. Bronners. Don't, we do. don't get us wrong. We do. It's, we, we're, we're, we're making fun of them with love. <laughs> oh, we are. We are such yeah. a Dr. Bronner's household. So uh, so this is this one goes out to you guys, the listeners. Uh, comment on this episode with uh, any you know of. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we'd love to be able to oh, yeah. give someone a shout out if they're doing right by the world. Absolutely. Uh, we had a follow-up from uh, or from a, on a different episode. Uh, oh, Metasilk is what it says in the in the direct comment form, which you'll notice it says uh, comment on episode one, and then a follow-up to that. This was meant for episode one hundred and thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good thing I have misplaced my coffee this morning because the conversation about d d d d d d d d d has me laughing so hard that I would be snarfing it if I could find it. Now, I have Frank Sinatra and other kinds of dee-dee-doo-doo-deedle remnants of songs in my head, but no coffee must find coffee. It's a reference to uh, when I was talking to Jane and Jim, and uh, a comment about how Jane works. Mm-hmm. So, But yes, it, it can get you stuck in things. Um, yeah, that's it exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right. From Jenna. This might be a different Jenna. Uh, I don't know. Uh, But the answer is, hi, I'm one of the three people who wants to hear more about the data wrangling and Excel versus SQL problems uh, that uh, Michael Headley was talking about. Who the heck doesn't include a primary key in a database table? I know, right? How are you supposed to find things if you don't have that primary key? Okay, sorry. I'm fine. Oh, I did. Uh, speaking of horrifying database issues. Oh, dear. Uh, I was at the bank, mm-hmm. as you know. Yeah. And uh, I 
he made some joke about how he was sure he could uh, uh, help a a loyal Wells Fargo customer. And I was like, technically, I was a Wachovia customer <laughs> before Wells Fargo bought them. And then I was actually with another bank in, in Minnesota before that, and Wells Fargo bought them. So I've now given up in Wells Fargo because Wells Fargo buys every bank I, I join. And uh, he he laughed, and uh, we were talking about the, the Wachovia trade. And he looked up one of my things. Was like, "Oh my god, this actually this account is from the original Wachovia, right?" Uh, account. Yeah. And he was like, "I was like, yeah, that was a merger." And he said, "Yeah, uh, did you know when that happened? They had a big problem. Uh, there were duplicate account numbers. Yeah, that got merged." Oh, and oh. he's like, and there were only a couple hundred of them, but they were all super high val- dollar value of things. Course, yeah. And I was like, oh, yes. And of course, we know people with millions of dollars in a bank account are always extremely easygoing individuals who would never <laughs> yell at you about anything. He's like, yeah. yeah. And uh, he was saying that he actually heard that um, – uh, Bank of America and SunTrust are merging at the moment, or Bank of America is eating SunTrust, more or less. No, uh, um, SunTrust and BB&T are merging. Oh, okay, yeah, that one. BB&T, yeah, yeah. not, 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 Bank, not of Bank of America. If it was okay. Bank of America, I would be busy closing my SunTrust accounts and moving somewhere else. Not that Wells Fargo is necessarily that much better, but like I said, yeah. I've, I've decided to try to save small banks by not going with them, <laughs> <laughs> just because there's a, clearly a curse on my head. But uh, apparently there are duplicate account numbers there too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're they're running into snags with the merge with uh, merging all the files. So uh, I was like, wow, yeah, I never thought about the problems of duplicated account numbers. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting because that is really really possible with banking because there are two numbers to identify your account. There's the routing number, which says what bank it goes to, and then there's the account number inside that bank. And I guess if they're just throwing away the routing number yeah. and just trying to shove account numbers in so that it doesn't, so it impacts as few people as possible, that bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Um, you, it's a shame they just can't keep the routing number. Uh, or add a field for the routing number or something. Anyway, I'm I am amused though mm-hmm. that uh, that you can't that he could tell I was a Wachovia customer based on the the thing he pulled. He was like, "Oh my god, yeah, that is an old Wachovia account." Yeah. Wow. So so uh, Michael, if you're listening, uh, go check out the comments on your episode because Jenna would like to hear more, and I'm actually kind of the a person who would too. I I love. Hearing and watching people massage and handle data appropriately. That sounded way dirtier than I meant it. It's a specialized kink, data massage. Yeah. Uh, all right. So last week's episode where I talked to Elizabeth Crow, uh, Damien Ryan, who's a friend of the show, who's also been on uh, on the show. Uh, before I ended up in pointy-haired management, I used to love all those resource management games. Now they all just feel like more work. <laughs> Having said that, I do a full day in the office and come home and play Star Trek Bridge Commander to relax. Please send help. I I can't. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I get in moods where all I want is to sit and watch little numbers go up on a screen and then be like, "Yay, we have enough lumber! Yay, <laughs> go you know go build the thing!" Yeah. No, I I was going to say maybe. Maybe what you need to do, Damien, is is look at uh, uh, some puzzle games or some gardening games. 
Are you interested in collecting morels? (laughs) There you go. Yeah, wander through a forest and take pictures of wildlife. I don't know. Um, I I hear you. There's a reason, like when they're talking about, oh, this is this. Here's a game where you sort of hack your opponent. You're going to write pseudocode and and write your own thing. I'm just like, no, that's what I do for a living. Yeah, yeah. If I if I'm going to do that in my free time. I'm going to do something I want to do that's fun, not play a game, you know? I, uh, uh, I would, re- I've said before, and I was just ranting about this today, I would really love a game where you get to, like, take photos of monsters or something. Um, the, like, uh, in Breath of the Wild, you went and took photos of things and, uh, to get them in your little, your little index. And I would love something like that combined with, like, Ark Survival Evolved, where I go around <laughs> and I don't want to tame the dinosaurs anymore. Then it's just more goddamn pets I have to take care of. I just want to take <laughs> photos of the T-Rex and then run away screaming and get a little achievement for having, you know, taken a photo of a T-Rex. So what you, you really want is Monster Hunter Photo Safari Edition. Yes, exactly. I'm tired of stabbing things or taming them or whatever. I just want to take photos of them in their natural habitat. Habitat. Yeah. Yes, I do play No Man's Sky. Yes, I do go around disc. I want. I, I just want to be like fantasy naturalist. And <laughs> I swear to God, one of these days I am going to sell the book that is the uh, the botanical illustrator trapped in the Lovecraftian you know setting who is trying to like draw Cthuloid daisies and stuff. Oh man! For yeah. uh, uh, somebody opening portals to the beyond, and and it would be a great setup. And I totally could do it, you know, on top of all those other projects I have. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. if somebody knows of a of a of something akin to Monster Hunter Photo Safari, uh, we are here for it. And if even if it's just identifying, you know, species and cataloging them, a la No Man's Sky, because I've basically run through so many planets that they all look the same now. Yeah. Uh, okay. The bit in Beyond Good and Evil where you took photos of all of the creatures was the best bit. I'm. Uh, that dates me enormously. Maybe Let us a move on. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a little. All right. And then our final letter is from Star, who has also been on the show, friend of the show, Star. Uh, and one of the things we, we talked about uh, when with Elizabeth B was some apps she used to pack and maintain her travel stuff more efficiently. So I use the Packing Pro app. Seems fairly similar. I have a couple of different lists that I copy forward for trips. Base list, convention list, Disney list, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I like that I can have my Christmas packing, and as the year goes on and I buy a present early, I can make a note to take it with me. Or if someone says, bring to Thanksgiving, I can add it to the packing list for Thanksgiving. That's a really cool way to use it. Yeah, that is yeah. an excellent way to yeah. use it. Speaking of which, did you put that box for my dad in my truck? Yes, I did. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and uh, that's something that I hadn't thought of for using for, for a packing list app, especially where it's, like, modifiable. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, because, God, how many times have we mm-hmm. been at, at Thanksgiving and been like, we were supposed to bring that keychain we got at that con a million years ago right. for... Or cousin Amy or the and... sticker for yeah. I forgot to give we got that one sticker for Shepherd and I forgot to give it to her again. Yeah. Yeah. Or the one print. But yeah. So we'll there, yeah. I should add that to my list next time I hear she's coming down. So anyway, uh that is everything, everyone? Ooh, ah, everyone. So 
uh, thank you all for writing in, and we will get back to you right after this. shorter this week not as many letters as we've had in the past but i didn't let the letters build up this time and i think that makes a difference so uh i want to thank uh dino cure cure cur uh sarah savannah Chenna- Here, when you write it next time tell us how to pronounce your name i please. know right i know um damien and star for writing in uh we i really enjoy getting your letters and reading them and i try to read all of them on the air except when someone says don't read this on the air but can you tell me about? So there's that. This week, our badge code is bank error, all one word, <laughs> bank error, just as a reminder to ourselves yes. that these things happen. And if you address them promptly, they can be fixed uh, without uh, too much pain. Uh, the problem, of course, is that, you know, if you can't address them promptly, it becomes one of those traps that keeps poor people poor is the we are going to charge you. 50 bucks for every overdraft and then five bills land at once yeah, yeah. oh so yeah i am i'm fortunate in mm-hmm. that uh, uh because kevin and i maintain separate accounts i could just be like you have to go get the milk yeah yeah uh, and that was that was the funny thing about it is i get this phone call that says so i've fixed the bank here but i'm not going to be able to pick up these couple of groceries on the way home <laughs> like you know what that's fine we got off lightly we yeah yeah, so easy. Uh, and I've, I've been in that situation where you're right on the edge and, like, a bill lands at the same t- – like, two bills land at the same time. And then suddenly, instead of being, like, just enough to keep the account open, you're now $20 in the hole because of the bank fees. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, so. it's it's a whole racket. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was actually one bank that I no longer do business with that was auto-drafting uh, a payment out of my account, but could not the, – the automatic stuff just – if it couldn't pull the full amount over, you didn't go into overdraft, it would just take out the money and then wait for more money to go in the account. But it was always looking for the full amount, so I would put in – you know, I, I – you know, managed to get $100, I'd put it in the account, it would disappear because the bill was $120. Mm-hmm. So it kept trying to pull $120 out, but not actually leaving any money in there. So it's just like ridiculous. Um, so I don't do business with that bank anymore. And that's fine. Everybody has their experiences to say, we will, I will continue to do business or not. Sort of like you going to Wells Fargo to make sure other, just staying with Wells Fargo to make sure other banks survive. And, you know, I, I know they're <laughs> evil. Trust me. Oh, yeah. I, I do not agree with a lot of their things, but they're just going to swallow everybody that I get to love. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, really. It's, uh, and if we find out next year they're buying BB&T, I'm blaming you. Yeah, I, I'd go to a credit union, but uh, uh, the local credit union, but I fear for them as well. I know. 
So that's it for this week. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody who stopped by and said hi at All Things Open. If you did, it's a little bit of a blur at this point. If you managed to get in the room, congratulations, and I hope you enjoyed the talk. Uh, we will be back next week. And in the meantime, if you want to support us... Uh, yes, uh, uh, Patreon at Ursula V. Yes, or uh, for Kofi.com, K-Sunny, K-S-O-N-N-E-Y. Uh, and the, I think you can find all the links to that on Productivity Alchemy anyway. Yep. And despite our, our bank error woes, we are actually <laughs> doing just fine. Oh, yeah. So yeah. this would be an excellent time to, uh, go and, uh, support people mm-hmm. in, uh, the Bahamas who got yeah. hammered recently and, oh, yeah. uh, with the hurricanes and, or, you know, any, anything on the border could still use a lot of help. Yeah, so, uh, very much so. R-A-I-C-E-S Texas does a lot of good work. And How do you spell that again? Uh, R-A-I-C-E-S dash Texas. Got it. The problem is the only way I know how to pronounce it, it sounds like races Texas or racism, racist Texas. Yeah, that's, or, that's well, I mean. Like, it's not what I want to. Accurate, but not, yeah. Uh, I will make sure there's a link to that in the show notes. Yes. Um, the and, other thing, oh, and. And our insurance did me a solid this time. Oh? So I, I have my new glucose monitor. Yes, so Kevin is now a cyborg. Yeah, I have a continuous glucose monitoring. And for once, instead of going in and having the pharmacist say, well, they cover some, but it's really going to be it's going to be this much out of pocket, they were like, yeah, we found a coupon, so the magic reader that I hold up to my arm to read it was free, and apparently the insurance covers it so that the actual thing I plug into myself every 14 days was like 30 bucks. Nice. I'm like, finally, they deliver. Um, but so, sorry, it's just something that, that stuck in my head. I'm, I'm now continuously glucose monitoring, and I'm getting more data. Not, I'm not going to bore any of you with the data, but it's really cool. So... Updates as they happen. Yes. So that's it for this week. Uh, we hope you guys have a productive, had a productive week. And hope and if you, you didn't, there's always next week. That's right. There's always next week. And so do your best to stay productive. Woo!